live from the Huntington hellhole in the morning, yort.org. In the morning, Brian Black. You don't like that name? Yort? Yort. I it's Troy spelled I, backwards. That it is. Well, the domain name's yours now. I'm going to transfer it to you. It's yours for, uh, it'll be five years because I prepaid a bunch of it. But when you transfer it, it'll add another year. And then you got five years to figure out what you want to do with it before it renews. What do you mean by transfer? It adds another year to it. When you transfer dom- domain names, because I bought you Yort, Y-O-R-T dot org. Uh, when I transfer that domain name to you for you to own it, so it's actually your domain name, mm-hmm. you generally have to pay the first year, which is um, just basically proving that you have a credit card that you can renew. But your domain name will then be uh, the four years I paid for plus the one you paid for. So it'll cost you like a fraction of a penny per day like or something. That extra year, basically. Yeah, so you'd have four or five years before it renews. So in the meantime, you can use that domain name, like, let's just say it's like a a silly personal domain name. You can redirect any traffic there. If you find a, if you think of a better name in the future, you can just have a redirect to the new domain when you come up with it. But you're going to end up with more than one domain name, like me, because it's nice to have call to action URLs that are easier to spell, like frothymix.info. That's not really a call to action. I feel like that's the one that you're going to just... That's a joke. You're going to try and uh, say it real quick, or not, like type it out real quick, and you're going to make a typo and be like, well, this is what I had in mind. Or maybe it was... Yeah, it's, it's a long name. I like Troy, spelled backwards. Yort.org. And that's where I put a little embedded twitch.tv... Uh, live stream plus chat room. Yeah, it's basically like the Twitch embedded video player with the, even the the. Oh, so that's not actually part of it. That's two separate elements. You've got the the. It's all in one, but it uh, could be two separate elements. I think. Yeah, this would be cool to have it like redirect for everything. I just wonder if it would. Like, if it if you can log in or not. Like, if it actually would record if people were watching and they were logged into Twitch already. Um, interesting if you're signed in i'm pretty sure the cookie works because you're still connecting to twitch it forces Ah. you to sign in when you start to interact with it oh i see so even before you can it'll try and make you sign in yeah it's just the normal twitch website in an iframe very cool so you could have blog.yort.org whatever you want you could have a game server on a subdomain or something some dynamic dns so you can remote into your house or office or something. There's a lot of options. I like to see there's a nice like redirect, like a one, one stop all for like, Oh, here's the Twitch stream. Here's a YouTube link here. Yeah, and then the... you can have links to all the different places you exist. Mm-hmm. And it's a really easy to remember URL instead of uh, twitch.tv slash Troy Yeah. And uh, if you use Google domains for the DNS provider, mm-hmm. they have a free, not only a free D- dynamic DNS service, they have a free, uh, redirect service. So you can specify a path or, or a subdomain 
not maybe not the path part. You can you can say like twitch.yort.org redirects to twitch.com slash Troy CNNN and three N's. I don't know if you hear the performance artists. There's a bunch of river dancers above me. Oh, right now? No, I don't hear yeah. them. They're going to be... Uh... It's not being picked up. Mm, okay. They're going to be busy. Well, yeah. you've got a uh, clog problem, but not in your plumbing. I think they're auditioning for the show. Hello? Are you there? Hello? Oh, my God. It's happening. Hey, can you hear me now? <laughs> Switch servers. Can you hear you now? Switch to the other server. Okay. Troy can only left channel and disconnected. Disconnected from server. Connected. You joined recording room. You were unsuppressed. You moved Troy CNN Hello. to recording room. We're you back. unsuppressed That's... Troy CNN. That's <laughs> predictable. Oh, and I'm on the new version of Mumble. So maybe it'll happen again, even on this server. Oh, goody. Because I didn't pick the old version. <laughs> what, why did this happen? They spent like 10 years not updating Mumble. And then they release this update that kind of seems like a major change, but then there's like little tiny things that aren't working right. Yeah, you know, when things are broken or things are not broken, you got to fix them. They do need to update their shit because it's super old school, but mm -hmm. this, this isn't working with the audio cutting out and stuff. So this is an older version of Mumble. Uh, of the mobile server. I'm still on the newer client, so we'll see if we have an issue. Uh, where was I? DNS server redirect Google. Yeah, so you can have a bunch of call to actions. You can have like a, I don't know, nintendo.yort.org, and you can have that redirect somewhere. Maybe there's some website that people need to interact with. Actually, one really useful redirect you would have is on your show or on your stream, you can put... Um, Maybe like a redirect for Jackbox games. Hello? Did we lose you? Oh man. Okay. So it's it's definitely client side. I'm gonna reconnect. All right. Connected. Hey. Is this is working. Yes, I hear you. All right. Um, it's possible you could set up a redirect that will send viewers to a specific jackbox url that just automatically signs them in to the game so they can play with you oh with a jackbox that would be fun i didn't even think about that speaking of jackbox uh we've actually played that recently i was are you familiar with the jackbox series i am i've i've played it before and congratulations on your 100th subscriber to your twitch stream thank you 100th follower because subscribers follower? are different Every every media platform has a completely different word for it, but yeah, basically I hit 100 followers, and uh, per the suggestion of people part of that community, they were like, let's have a Jackbox tonight. One guy had an idea, and so I hosted it. Ironically, the, the guy who suggested it couldn't attend, so he was like, whoops, sorry. Uh, but everybody else had never played it before, and um, for those not familiar with Jackbox games, they're basically very they're all word games or drawing games it's supposed to be like as if it's like a party game but you can play it online uh the only, only the host needs to actually buy the pack 
everybody else just has to see their screen and then can log in with their phone, iPad, any device that can that can access the web, a web browser. Um, and then you play different games that don't require anything more than just a simple, you know, type in or draw on your phone kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's usually a lot of fun because it's, it's going to be about as fun as the group you're with. So if people are pretty creative or people are just know, know what, know if everybody finds funny, then you'll have a good time. There's one game mode that I like where you're supposed to come up with a word to like complete a sentence. Mm-hmm. I don't really like the drawing one. There's a bunch that I don't really like doing remotely. Unless if you're in the same room with people, it'd be a little different, I think. Yeah, we tried doing I didn't know what they all did. So we tried playing a couple. And since I was streaming it, there's like a anywhere from five to 15 second delay. And some of them are like require you to be in the same room together playing it. So it was like, ooh, we can't play this. <laughs> I'd yeah. be like, I need help. And then the person would be like, wait, who need help? 15 seconds later when it's like already past due and everybody's dead. But yeah. It was still a lot of fun though. We played one where it's like called Quiplash or whatever, where you had to come up. Yeah, we had to come up with responses. So it asked you a question and then two people's responses would pop up on the screen. You pick which one's better answered it or, you know, which one was, which one you like preferred. Uh, That was pretty good. And then we played another one where you draw a champion of something. It'd be like the champion of sin. So you draw like a rubber ducky or something. And then your opponent can only see what you drew. And they try and guess what they're the champion of and draw a, like, counter champion to your character. Yeah, that one's too hard. You just gotta gotta get deep into your audio and audio... <laughs> into your artistic skills, Brian. How did that game go? Which one did people prefer? Because I only caught the tail end of that stream, the Jackbox part, because I, uh, I don't know, I got distracted or I forgot to tune in at 8. 8 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, I don't know because it's it seemed like those two were definitely the pop, more popular ones. When we tried playing the other ones, they were just having latency issues, was not making them fun, or just like it, it was sort of thrown at you what you're supposed to do. Whereas I felt the quiplash and the drawing one, that it really explained it well, and it had. I feel like I feel like it's a minor thing, but it also mattered because I like to have my followers join me in chat, and so they'll talk with me, voice talking voice talking yeah voice chatting uh but when everybody's talking it's hard you know to hear what the game is telling you to do so the games that had text alongside the audio were a lot easier to understand whereas ones that were trying to talk and were trying to like understand and just it got lost somewhere i know myself i'm i'm much more visual i don't like hearing instructions because i won't remember them but i can remember text i see what'd you stream that from was that on your Twitch or, or your Switch or your... Uh, no, I was streaming that on Steam. Steam. So okay. I was had a minimized window and then I just blew it up because it's a very... There's no there's barely any graphics in this game. So you really couldn't tell it was being blown up from a window to a full... I guess technically my screen is 1920, but then the stream is at 720p. So you really can't tell the difference. Um, then I would have my phone in front of me and that's how I was logging in and playing with everybody. Yeah, that's what I've done. Quiplash is really good. It's, yeah, so, re- it's perfect for streaming. Oh, yeah. And what I do like is that some games will allow you to have audience members join from Twitch. So oh, even yeah. if you're not part of the group... It's like a meta game. Yeah, there's an extension you can get for Twitch that lets you, if you're watching it 
on Twitch, you just click the Jackbox like button icon that pops up and then you're part of the audience. And so you get a vote and you vote through Twitch. So it can sort of mix it up a little bit and you can you can have even though most of the games are like eight players, you can have unlimited number of people voting on Twitch and feel make them feel part of the action even if they're not playing directly. How many was that? What do you mean? How many did you end up getting? What was Two. the the peak? I think I was one of them. <laughs> well, we no, no. What was of... the peak in terms of all the people who joined or interacted? Oh, we had seven players, but I think I saw twelve viewers at most. There was Doesn't the game joined... max out mm-hmm. at six? Depends on the game. Some games were six. Most games were eight. Oh, okay. That's pretty good. Uh, we had somebody join that I didn't recognize. It was TikTok, and I don't. It wasn't any of my followers, and they weren't talking in stream chat, so I don't know if it was somebody that just literally just joined, or if it was somebody I knew, but they didn't, they didn't tell me. But that was fun. It was a lot, Everybody had a lot of fun, so we'll probably do it again, even if it's not a special event. Yeah, I wanted to join that. I just forgot about it. Okay, we'll probably do it on a weekend, because I think uh, they want to keep it to Smash or to you know Switch games on the weekdays, and then the weekends are sort of like the experimental, the experimental day. All right. There's uh, another experiment I want to perform using your stream, and that will be to set up my own owncast. Owncast? Owncast.online? Yeah. This thing is basically Twitch or Bitwave. Completely open source. Bitwave.tv is another streaming site that has like an open source uh, project or framework or something where you can kind of copy the site and redeploy it it seems really complex owncast seems pretty simple and then the way that it streams the video it is somehow distributing it on s3 backblaze b2 or like bunny cdn there's some other services you could use with it but then i could restream your stream on self-hosted infrastructure in the event that Twitch Troy gets deplatformed. <laughs> uh, that actually reminds me as a, as a quick side story. You know um, that one streamer who is a av- digital avatar and she's a firefighter? Yeah. Oh, yeah, supposedly. quote unquote firefighter. Quote unquote yeah. firefighter. She actually pool. got deplatformed or, you know, banned from Twitch randomly. Of course, I'm not sure how random it is. I'm sure they had a reason. It's been more than once. Oh, has it been again? I just know recently, like, like two days ago, I saw a post and somebody was like, oh, got banned from Twitch. I didn't show enough titties. Sorry. Because apparently like there's there's obviously other smaller Twitch streamers who do much more suggestive stuff, but because she's a big name, she got noticed. But it's there. Twitch is doing the same thing. The same has the same problems as YouTube has, where they're trying to police their content to make sure it's appealing to advertisers, but then they're coming off as... It sucks. Yeah, all of it sucks. I tried to make a Patreon account today. Mm-hmm. I instantly got banned. <laughs> I'm not joking. Let me wait, let me. I'm gonna pull up the email. Uh, let's see. Um, I already archived the mail. Where the fuck did it go? Maybe I can just undo it. There it is. Okay. Hello there. This is a note to alert you that your Patreon account has been suspended and is pending removal for suspicious activity. What? 
How so? You made it yesterday, and this is what email you got today? No, no. The moment I created the account, they sent me this email that says "fuck you." <laughs> so you created it, waiting for your uh, account. I didn't even email, open the door. The- they <laughs> shut it in my face. <laughs> I don't know why. I think because they don't tell you they're never going to tell me like i i said they said reach out to us so i did it they're never gonna get back to me and i i don't know why is it because i'm on a vpn who the fuck knows that's so funny it's not funny (laughs) i already have an account on patreon fuck these guys oh don't say that i know they're gonna remove that one this is the first time you've ever tried patreon there are no other accounts under brian black don't look so uh, these guys already got hacked and leaked a whole bunch of stuff. I guess the, the question I have is why were you creating a Patreon account? What did you need Patreon for? Because I should have been using OnlyFans. <laughs> no fucking <laughs> wonder people are using OnlyFans because you it's can actually only- make an account there. I can't even make an account for Patreon. All I wanted to do was pay some developer so that I could have access to... Uh, what is this shit called? It's like alt store. Yeah. It's an alternative app store for oh. iOS. Interesting. He just basically sends you a binary and you have to sign it with your developer certificate mm-hmm. and then sideload it. And, uh, once a year redeploy it because you also have to pay for a developer account or else the, Certificate expires and the app expires on your phone. So this basically gives you access to a bunch of apps that aren't on, that would not be on the regular app store, but you can yes. get access to it. There's alternatives. These are apps that have been deplatformed by Apple, also known as emulators. Emulators. I'm confused. Oh, you cannot that, oh, put an emulator mm-hmm. on an app store except for the times that you can, because it is completely at their whim. And yeah. Uh, I, I think there's some that are out there. I don't really know. I don't remember some you've been able to buy briefly because they allowed them and then they revoked them as soon as the story hit Mac rumors that you could get an emulator, get an emulator. and they took ROMs. So I have some of those old IPAs laying around, but I'm sure they don't work anymore. Um, this lets you, uh, with sarcastic finger quotes, install your own application with an inter- enterprise cert and some uh, server you have to run. I guess it has, I, I maybe has to phone home to it. I'm not sure. So in the alt store, it can somehow also, oh yeah, this is how it works. So the alt store server, I think it's like a signing server. And when you run mm-hmm. the alt store app, when you download these apps that are, uh, it seems like the, the, this app is basically, running I'm just trying to think of how to describe it 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 runs the binary through your alt store server signs Mm -hmm. it and then it allows your your phone to install it basically tells your phone this one's okay even though it's not coming from app store it's fooling it into thinking it's coming from the app store well the side loading is allowed this is how developers develop and debug their applications that makes sense because they have to load it up on their their demo phones to make sure it's working yeah, so some of these systems uh, or some of these developers have managed to put their applications into the quasi-app store called TestFlight, which lets mm-hmm. you put stuff in there that 
doesn't get thoroughly reviewed. Uh, but they ban other stuff. So there's a, a virtual machine utility, which sounds really cool. I can run virtual machines. Actually, it'll emulate x86 also. So I can run Windows XP <laughs> and Half-Life on my iPad. That's it would be a crazy. horrible, horrible experience. <laughs> yeah, I, I, would, I wouldn't recommend it, but yeah. it's fun. But the fact that it's that. possible, I really want to mm-hmm. try this. So I wanted to, uh, to install this, and when you pay the developer through Patreon, he gives you access to the, the quote-unquote beta, which lets you um, add external alt store sources, which is basically just a package repository because it's like Debian or something. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you have to manually sideload the app every time there's an update. So I just wanted the automated thing. So, and but can it I run can. Crisis? No. Okay. Well, it'd be guess really it would, slow. <laughs> it'd be like loading frame number one. Yeah, it's not like it's using the Rosetta x86 uh, just-in-time compiler or whatever transcode transpiler, whatever they call it. It's in, it's emulating it, right? Not just a. They're doing a full-blown like QEMU emulation, which is. Mm kind of inefficient so when you run half-life on an ipad in windows xp through x86 <laughs> emulated virtual machines and half-life 1.0 right you probably yeah i don't think Unpatched. there are any patches on the one that i saw because it had one on it still remember w-o-n mm-hmm. oh yeah that's right yeah, it was the old half about that the old menu and everything mm-hmm. um uh yeah it had like 20 fps so it's adequate, just like as a tech demo. I don't know if you can get mouse and keyboard support, though. In theory, you should be able to. I guess, yeah, if you can get a little Bluetooth keyboard for your iPad, it just registers keyboard and the emulation, right? Uh, in a perfect world. In a perfect world. There's definitely mouse and keyboard support, but whether or not it'll... Trans- like pass it to the application properly uh, is another thing. Like, mm. I don't think my mouse and keyboard on an iPad will actually work to use GeForce now. And I don't know if that's maybe like an app limitation of some kind because it's technically just a web browser or if that's um, maybe the GeForce now, maybe NVIDIA hasn't supported a mouse and keyboard yet. Maybe they have to just add support. I don't know. So yeah, that's uh, that's my Patreon story and why I wish the guy used OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, you've learned your lesson. That's that's lesson. why OnlyFans is so popular right now. It's and a lot of um, single lonely men are making sure their money gets to their right right rightful place. Yeah, they're buying a lot of underwear, I guess. They're buying a lot of underwear. They're getting their alternative app stores. That's what they call. It. That's what the kids are calling it these days. They're putting girls through college. <laughs> Well, they're they're feminists, Ryan. They're pushing women through college. Yep. If if you want to make sure that you're supporting noble causes, you go to a strip show. You know exactly where your money's going to. Mothers, daughters, psych majors, all of them. It's going straight to them. There's no middleman. That's a good point. It's unfortunate right now. A lot of strip, a lot of these noble establishments are shut down due to COVID. I heard that there's drive-thrus. That, uh, yes, please look up your local drive-thru and support support women. Be just men, be better. 
Um, what else so my notes? I'm, I'm going to do a little ad. Okay. Have you ever been just owning noobs on your controller? Well, okay, no, not on a controller, no. Yeah, you wouldn't know that. Let's just say you're being owned, and because you're being owned, you are getting sweaty palms. Only because wish, I'm huh. using a controller. Okay. <laughs> controller or no controller? Um, and you wish, ah, oh, man, I just like, you're like, you know, yeah, like you bring your hand off, off the keyboard and you're like trying to wipe down your pants, all the sweat glistening. Don't you wish there was a nice alternative? Well, now there is. I don't know if you can hear this. Can you hear, can you hear that yeah, fan that? noise? I bought a controller for the Switch, well, Switch or PC that has a fan in the back of it that then sucks in air and then blows air right where your palms, where your sweaty palms would be. Keeping huh. it perpetually dry and cool. I find and, uh, that most of my victims need a refreshing drink to wash <laughs> the taste of my sweaty balls out of their mouth. Salty, I've, salty balls. I've never needed a fan. <laughs> that is Wait. actually a good idea. And I remember there was one, there was a controller for the Nintendo 64 that had a oh, fan in it. Yeah. But did it have chroma? Because this one has lights in the back of it. Basically, it's like the R RGB, where it's constantly shifting chroma? between. Did it have yeah. color? Exactly. All the buttons light up. So if I'm ever playing in the dark, I can see where the buttons are. It's, if it was my first time playing, I would need that. Yeah. It, it's the kind of thing where like I, I was playing around with it last night, and I could feel a slight difference. It wasn't quite as accurate as my Nintendo Switch Pro controller. But if you want to turn heads at your local Smash Bros. tournament, before you wipe off the COVID off your chair, you whip this out and plug it in. You're, you're going to get some, uh, some people looking, some people being envious of your dry, dry wipe palms. Wipe COVID off your chair. <laughs> the only thing I leave on a chair is ball sweat and swamp ass. <laughs> swamp ass. <laughs> but yes, that's... I had fun with it, so I just wanted to talk about my report with it. It's I, uh, I remember NYK. seeing you at a tournament, or a video of you at a tournament or something, and you whooped everybody's ass. Yes, I did. You should have been handing tournament. those out. <laughs> Here's son, have a towel, wipe wipe your balls, and so. take take a a swig of this refreshing beer to wash the salt out of your mouth. Yeah, <laughs> <sighs> uh, I did that that night. I went thinking I would just lose immediately or like not like it very far. So I'd be like, Oh yeah, we'll be there like half hour, hour at most. But then it just, when you just keep winning, you have to keep playing. <laughs> did you just, uh, like own until everybody left? Well, no, like, it or was, did they remove there was, you? There's a set number of people. So I just kept winning, which put me farther, farther up the bracket. And then I found myself at the chance, like the final, final round. So I ended up being there for two or three hours because I was waiting for the next player to like finish their games because I just beat everybody in loser's bracket before winner's bracket was finished. So yeah, I I felt bad for uh, for Red because I told her we'd only be there for like an hour. Like we'll go there for dinner and then be there for an hour and then go home and then we end up not leaving till like ten o'clock at night. And I don't know what it was, but uh, she she was telling me that like. It's like at the stroke of nine o'clock, just a big woof of uh, neck beard just suddenly just just 
just was in the room. I don't know what it is about Smash Brothers, maybe these kind of tournaments in general, but like hygiene, it only takes one person not to have good hygiene to ruin it for everyone else. See, you should have had the fan. <sighs> I know. The more Actually, I think those of, guys more... need a full body fan. <laughs> yeah. Constantly blowing away from everybody else with a hose. Yeah. All right, what's this breakfast club thing? I keep seeing it, seeing it in the show notes. Okay, so have you ever wished you could join other friends or other random strangers and discuss podcasts together? Well, look no further than the PBC Orange County South Charter chapter. What does PBC sound, stand for? Podcast Brunch Club. Basically, here I'll share you the link. So they actually meet up? I don't think they physically meet up. And why can't I? Oh, I can't type here. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I'll have to change all your permissions. I'm not going to do it right now. <laughs> Anyways, it's basically just people that I think get together on like a. I don't even. doesn't even say. They say, don't forget to join the Facebook group. They don't even say what they talk on, but they they will watch a podcast, not together, but like, you know, on their own time and then come together and discuss it. And I think that in itself is a podcast about podcasts with a focus that this is all the people in Orange County South. Wait, did they have a podcast themselves talking about the podcast? I think so. Every month we explore a theme by way of a two to five hour of two to five hours of podcast listening sections. What is this? Okay, we're going off script. together? Yes, it looks like they do. This seems like... This is too suspicious. Maybe podcast is a euphemism. Is this the kind of thing <laughs> no. that would like get you arrested in, a, in an airport? Call the FBI. Open up. Making new friends. Podcast life kit. See? <laughs> oh, no. Therapy for black girls. Death, sex, and money. Oh no, we just we just uncovered a Orange County cult. No, this is like just an ad agency. It would make sense. Nobody There's would go to that. <laughs> Podcasts are not a communal listening thing. They're highly intensely personal. You wouldn't play this podcast out in the open around random people. Don't you gather around the family and get a fireplace going and play your next episode of The Frontier? Yeah. For all the little good girls and boys out there? You never know with this show. <laughs> Go from talking about being fucked in the ass by Patreon <laughs> to uh, talking about yeah. ball sweat on your gamer chair. Oh, yeah. Peeling your, peeling your sack off of a leather chair on a hot day. <laughs> that's the worst but yes i, I that's what i need love the chair a fan in my chair Ooh, just uh try to think don't break it don't don't just don't crash into your chair gotta go very gently oh but then the problem is you'd have to have your pants off you already have your pants off don't you <laughs> wait wait <laughs> You wear your pants on your chair? I'm the weird one here. What are you talking about? I don't want to lose my virginity to a chair. Just don't buy those IKEA chairs with the the rubber bands. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? It's like a fucking guitar. 
and you sit on it and your nuts hang over the the, the rubber bands and then when you get up about. they close oh you have a reference here oh man ikea rubber just, band chair it's not popping up oh, it's just like like a guitar like imagine a bunch of guitar strings going across a chair and you rest on it but it's all rubber bands oh i think i found it Is and this? it spreads and then you better not be naked because when you get up the rubber bands they close up again slap you hard well not just the slapping but the pinching it'll be like that um that james bond with oh, uh no. you know where he was like in the the chair with his nuts hanging out and they're whipping him in the nuts yeah the, the hole cut out it's exactly like that it's the opposite of the but ikea hole. is whipping your nuts oh no they're swedish right yeah okay no, this I'm guy keeps some it. notes i always get sweden and switzerland mixed up i'm pretty sure this is swedish because they have swedish meatballs oh my god they're, no, they're definitely not swiss uh where do, where do they get the meatballs from no, i'm thinking about it all right speaking of deplatforming mm -hmm. um there once was a ceo of mozilla and they canceled him because Mozilla is overrun by Marxists. And he went to found a browser called Brave. And Brave just integrated IPFS support. They also have a, IPFS? a built in uh, web torrent, which is Ooh. Uh, but IPFS is the cool thing. That is a, they call it the interplanetary file system, it's a distributed content distribution network and you go to these funny looking randomly generated URLs and it pulls the web page from other people that are either like a distribution node or also using brave that also acts as a distribution node up to one gigabyte. And then, uh, the web page kind of loads like a torrent. You're not pulling it from a central source. You have to pull down everybody looking at it. Wait, okay, so I'm on Brave, and I go to a site, but what it, what this does is instead of, you know, reaching out to that server, pulling it, he reaches out to a bunch of other nodes or other people with Brave, and then each pull a part of it. Other people who also it. are on IPFS. Yeah, yeah, other people using the service or whatever. Yeah, and then it, it's like a torrent for the web page. And so then, and then you pulls, can click from link to link. But it's, it's cool. pulling parts of it so that... Therefore, that part, I don't doesn't... know. I don't okay. know if it has to fetch the whole object, per, per se, uh -huh. or if it pulls a part of it, like BitTorrent. All I know is that it's dis uh, distributed and decentralized, and if you interact with any IPFS content in your current browser that isn't Brave, you have to go through a gateway, which is, uh, I was making fun of some nerd I encountered in Mumble one day. He was telling me all about IPFS, and I was like, I could never make a business case for this because look you have to go through a fucking gateway in order to get to the content and it's slow oh. so there's a concentrated source of failure at the gateway and the content's not that fast until the second person downloads it and mm -hmm. then it's really fast after that so oh so it's going off their downloaded cache so even if the server went down you could still pull that site you could publish other. content oh. you could publish your stream you could publish uh, I could publish a podcast to IPFS 
And mm-hmm. then this is actually what no agenda should do. And then, um, when you download it, you download it from me initially. And then the next person who, who downloads it can download it from, I don't know, either one of us or both of us. That part, I don't really know. But generally when somebody in your area, I'm assuming downloads it, it downloads extra fast. Cause I did an experiment with somebody. I downloaded from them. It was going slow, like three megabytes a second. I canceled it in the middle, started mm-hmm. the download again, and it was 50 megabytes a second. Cause you, cause they already had it loaded at that point. Some other node must have cached everything I was downloading. That's interesting. So it's pretty much, it's like an application of not directly, but like a little bit like BitTorrent where like you said, it's decentralized. So now you don't rely on one single source of failure. You can have other people that may have downloaded ahead of time. Yeah. Available. Normal web browsers actually go through one concentrated source of failure and that's the gateway. Mm -hmm. But the gateway is not likely to go down because it's basically domain fronting for random content. Mm. also your browser is potentially loading and serving random content which is a little disturbing to me because how do you know what it's serving also can you know what it's serving can i just look and see what's there because if you can it would be really funny to start taking the contents of zootube and distributing it through ipfs (laughs) Mm -hmm. don't go there it's a bad place Wait, you said YouTube or ZoopTube? I said ZooTube. Don't go there. Okay, I'm going to make so, a no, no, mental no. note. No. Have you seen Jay and Silent Bob? Uh, I know of the film. I haven't actually watched it all the way through. Um, I don't know if there's more than one, but they... Somebody keeps saying something about bestiality, and then the other guy says, no, it's interspecies erotica. Oh, no. Okay. There's room I, I for a joke I... there. I think I understand the in between the lines. Yeah. So the uh the brave uh founder CEO, I don't I don't know what he is now. Mm-hmm. He must be laughing all the way to the bank. I bet that he will buy Mozilla back. <laughs> the irony. That would be great. If the guy who got removed oh yeah, he got removed because the uh Marxist that took over Mozilla didn't like some a campaign or something he donated to. It was like a thousand bucks to something they didn't agree with mm, on his like, personal time. This is personal money. Yeah. This was 2014 too. But now Mozilla's in such a shitty position. I bet he can come by and just scoop him up for nothing. Well, my understanding is you've got internet destroyer occupying most of the, people, the browser people use not anymore anymore uh it's chrome now oh uh, yeah right chrome makes that makes sense and then you've got safari which makes up a lot and then you've got mozilla which considering that it's doesn't it's not Wait, linked it to chrome's? an operating system it probably is let's look up uh web browser usage percentage that counter don't fail me now what is it we're looking this up live. It's all the book of knowledge. Chrome is very high up there, and next to it is Safari, and then a big mash of things is everything else. Looks like Firefox is the next highest, but it's barely above IE and Edge. That's sad. This is just uh, from last year. 
December 2019 to December 2020. All of it is WebKit. Basically. What do you mean by WebKit? So there's a couple different rendering engines. The only ones that matter are WebKit and Gecko. Gecko mm-hmm. because that's the one from Mozilla and that is completely unique. And then there's a bunch of forks of WebKit like the V8 engine and all that stuff that's in Chrome. Also Safari. Those are WebKit based browsers. And they and Apple took uh, WebKit from um, I think KHTML from the Conquer web browser from mm-hmm. KDE that that desktop environment and they turned it into their own thing and something about the licensing made it so that they could redistribute it and then every once in a while they recontribute stuff and then Google liked that too and they took that and went and made like completely rethought how web browsers should be made and made Chrome which is pretty damn good and then yeah. Brave is also based on the Chromium project, which is the open source version of Chrome. I see, but like getting back to my main point is I'm looking at the stat counter of all like the top you see Chrome, Safari, Firefox, Samsung internet. That must be their phones, like they have their own yeah. customized browser. Then you got Edge at 3%, Opera, and then after that, they don't even list anymore. Like I know Brave, I've heard good things about Brave, but it still makes up a tiny percentage of what people are using. And then at the end of the day, how do people, how do they make money off of that? Is that just investors? Yeah. So Brave has this thing called the basic, this is where Brave gets sketchy. They have this Mm. thing called the basic, uh, basic attention token, BAT. And for a while now, they've been seeding a bunch of BAT. They're Ethereum tokens. It's some blockchain bullshit. Mm -hmm. They've been seeding it to people who browse the web using their browser. And sites like, my site, bringyourwallet.com, they can accept that so that when people using Brave browse the site, I get paid. Interesting. In lieu of advertising. Like a and token then, system, but instead of dollars, yeah. you get a little token. Yeah, but then you, then you have to go through their exchange. They have some mm-hmm. exchange that converts the bat to dollars. And they, like all the uh, civilized banking systems have uh, a know your, pol- know your customer policy. So you basically have to send them a photo ID and that's not going to fucking happen. So I have bat that's just accruing, but since the bat, the free bat that comes that you just get for existing and having a brave browser, mm-hmm. since that stuff is like a special bat, it actually expires and it's just evaporating out of my uh, website account. <laughs> All those earned tokens. No, there's probably $50 in there. Just like random browsing. Most of it's probably just for me, but it's all gone now. <laughs> browsing yourself. But I think, like, I think, uh, Brave, I think I can see Brave being more something for if you're more tech savvy, you're going to use Brave, but. You need to be like numbers that like Firefox has before you can walk in and be like, I own the place. Or is that not how it works? Uh, I don't know. I'm sure at some point <laughs> DuckDuckGo will probably pay him to be the search engine provider. Who knows? Maybe Google pays him. But right now, when you open up a private browsing window, it has a big old toggle right there to say search with DuckDuckGo. 
which basically nice. just converts the private browsing window. Brave also includes Tor browsing abilities. So you could open .onion links. It's not a, like, since the browser, this browser is not configured to be like the Tor browser. Mm-hmm. Tor, by the way, is the Onion router. It's a proxy. Jumps you through like seven different uh, See, servers. Untraceable. Traceable. Well, traceable. The problem is their browser configuration allows JavaScript. So anybody can write <laughs> some JavaScript. You go to the website via Tor and it de-anonymizes you and tells you what your origin IP is because they basically wrote a program that executes when your browser looks at it. Unless you disable JavaScript. JavaScript. Mm-hmm. So just use the Tor browser if you're gonna use Tor. But um if you're just going if you're just using Tor so you can is more or less anonymously restock some funds in your your Molvat account so you can replenish your VPN. Then it's it's a good option because it's a fully interactive browser. Uh, it comes with a built-in ad blocker. That's nice. So you don't have to go into the store or whatever and add it or install it or yeah. have it be removed later when the and the browser decides it's gone. And that'll but. happen because Chrome's doing that. They're making it limit the number of domains or the number of assets or something that the extensions are allowed to block. So that means ads are going to come through eventually. Because if they cap the the list to 3,000, let's say, the ads, ads are, are evolving. So that means Brave growing. is going to have to maintain a increasingly divergent fork of Chromium or backporting their changes to whatever the new version of Chromium is. At some point they're going to have to move become a different browser. But right now it's a really good experience because it's a completely seamless change to go from Brave or to go from Chrome or Chromium to Brave. It's totally invisible. You would never even know. All the extensions still work. Everything's just better. But along the lines of the creepy things I was telling you, mm-hmm. they were auto-completing domain names. Like if you said, I want to go to Coinbase with referral links. Referral links? Yeah. So like- if you typed Coinbase.com and then it, and then you just, instead of completing, typing it, you just hit like down to select the, the already first, completed the first version one. of Coinbase. Mm-hmm. It'll send you to Coinbase, but with a referral, it was Binance or something. It wasn't Coinbase. And uh, they were making money from you uh, signing up for Binance or let's just say Coinbase. I don't know what the examples were. And they weren't really telling people. They were just kind of covertly adding referrals everywhere. Yeah, imagine that. You go to Amazon and the whole time you're there, you're like silently contributing 1% of everything you buy to this company. Preferred company. Oh, by the way, we didn't tell you. You're supporting the Cool Kids Club youth 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 program. So then, one of the other contradictory things about Brave is the new tab screen contains. Uh, I'm trying to pull it up here. Customize. Uh, sponsored images. What? Brave stats. Okay, normal, normal. Top sites. Uh, let's see. Okay, that's just where I go. Brave today, and that is all news. Like, 
news that they chose in different categories that they just include in the new tab window. Actually, it's very similar to Firefox in that sense. And then they have all these built-in cryptocurrency, uh, they call them cards. Yeah, Binance, Gemini, Crypto.com, Brave Rewards. Kind of sketchy. It's weird seeing all that stuff in your browser. How is that not considered adware? Well, it's telling you where to go and reading what yeah. you do. I'm, I'm still using the browser. It's cool. It's got a lot of cool features. But I'm having second thoughts because of all this shit. Suspicious activity. It's shit. I didn't ask for this. What is it? Nobody desires this in their browser. <laughs> They're adding more of it. I don't know. But anyway, I hope the guy makes money legitimately. And uh, I hope that he can buy Mozilla and use all of their assets because they have some really cool technology. Buy Mozilla, cut down their costs, use their technology, and then make Brave even better. Yeah, they have um, some rendering engine written in Rust or something that's apparently really good, and then some GPU-based rendering, which is also apparently really good, and none of it is WebKit. So it's their own thing. They would actually be bringing diversity to the internet, which would be good. More diversity is always better for the consumer. Yeah, because right now Google makes a change to their browser and every website has to bend to their will. Like um, they really forced every website to use HTTPS because if you go to a site and it says not secure in the browser, yeah, it prevents you from going to it. Well, you can go to normal HTTP sites, but they go out of their way to display giant words that say not secure. Oh, yeah, I've seen this. I'm, I was talking about the sites where, like, you go to it, and it's like, Google's like, we don't recommend you go here. Go at your own risk, and you have to literally, like, click I've been banned by that. I made <laughs> a site. Been banned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mostvulnerable.com. Go there right now. Let's see if it's blocked again. Okay, let's see. So it was used as censorship against me. Mostvulnerable.com. It contains information about watering hole attacks. And yeah, I know it's not vulnerable. Wait a second. Just mostvuln.com. V-U-L-N. And it'll redirect V-U- you. V-U-L-N. Okay. Dot com. Mostvulnerable.com. It... There's it's, watering holes. It's a description. It shows a bunch of zebras drinking from a watering hole. And inside that watering hole is a creepy alligator just waiting to eat them. And this site shows that the transmission BitTorrent client has been compromised. Not once, but twice. Uh-huh. In watering hole attacks. And their latest one was Somebody recompiled their software, uh, signed the software with some random software developer's key, hacked their site and replaced the binary on the site, 
and published a new update. So everybody who opened the transmission <laughs> BitTorrent client mm. automatically updated to a hacked version of BitTorrent. Uh, transmission BitTorrent. Just automatically update and now... Auto update, auto install, yeah. So I put some other people on this list. Just, you know, make people aware that... One password. This fucking happens and look at this critical software you have. One password is one of them. And this the one of the guys at uh, One Password at Agile Bits, mm-hmm. he's a real neckbeard, um, like ant fuck kind of type. He nitpicks over uh, details. Gotcha. And I've had a conversation with him about GPG before. And he just, he created all these straw men as arguments. And, <laughs> oh, I, and uh-huh. then he posted on the GitHub that actually hosts this webpage, or at least... Uh, this is where the versions are tracked mm-hmm. and he complained that one password was on here after I already had an email conversation with him. And then immediately after that, you couldn't, if you had the quote unquote safe browsing list or whatever it's called enabled in Chrome, mm-hmm. which also Safari uses that list. Um, you couldn't visit most vulnerable.com because he tried to censor the site by saying that the site was distributing um, malicious software. <laughs> Just There's no software at all on the site. It's purely text. It's Markdown with a text tables and that's, that's automatically it. converted to a web page through a little piece of JavaScript. It's a pretty cool site. But yeah. Wait, did you make this site or did I made it? Some... Oh, okay. Fuck Agile bits. <laughs> One Password's a great product though. Fantastic product. And the site just kind of breaks down. Why is Gatekeeper insufficient? Why should you be GPG signing? Why should be? Why should the developers be using cryptographic signatures with Tofu, trust and first use, to ensure data authenticity? It's all described here. That's mostvulnerable.com, or if you're like me and you can't spell vulnerable, mostvlun.com. Linux Mint's on this list too. There's a bunch that I should be putting on here. I just haven't updated the site in a while and nobody's done any pull requests against the repository. Maybe someday we'll somebody will commit. Yeah. (laughs) Um, what else is on my list here? Whoa, what happened? My list is gone. Did it kick me out? That's weird. Okay. Uh I made some upgrades to my next cloud instance for members. Anybody who uh, went to that's bring what we're your on wallet. right now. Remember, look at the notes. We're on next cloud. Yeah, bringyourwallet.com/slash/member. Let me confirm that URL because I don't know. I say different things every time. What was so, that? You were telling me about emails. I think we talked about last show that you now can do email through Nextcloud. Oh, so I use the Helm. It's a personal email server and Mm -hmm. it actually runs Nextcloud to do their files. uh, Like file sharing. So it's my email server. So it's like my own little Hillary Clinton email server that I possess. (laughs) Yeah. I run it out of the bathroom also. And it also contains a very small Nextcloud instance that can share files. Is that what you're referring to? 
Yeah, it's never like as far as is that the type of upgrade you're talking about? Like you couldn't do that before, but now you can or uh, no, I actually run a dedicated Nextcloud instance for members just as an experiment for just a private place to store swap files, chat. It's basically a replacement for Zoom. It's a replacement for Google Drive. It's a replacement for an email client in the web interface. I can actually add my email credentials and pull down emails, which is pretty but cool. This is all encrypted on, on the server itself. No. Oh. Well, the server has full disk encryption, but the thing that the client, the person uh, using Nextcloud needs to do is enable... Um, what do they call it? End-to-end -end encryption. And when they do that, it's that those files are encrypted before they even egress your computer over the internet to the server. So once they're on the server, then they can't be read. That's what you nice, need to do. Nice safe place to keep your stuff and then have all your services in one, one place. Well, I wouldn't recommend keeping them all in one place, but it's a cool place for somebody who, who doesn't want to spend the money to host your own nextcloud instance because you could mm -hmm. host an xcloud instance for like three dollars and fifty cents a month on vulture that would be doable but actually it wouldn't be doable because you'd only have 512 megs of ram you need more ram but you can become a member of the uh bringyourwallet.com slash member um membership program it's a donation basically but then you get invited to the next cloud instance and that same $3.50 a month that actually pays the bills is, is putting you on a, a server that has four gigs of RAM and whatever else is needed and uh, 12 gigs of storage. So I, I'm going off script here. So I, I'm just, there's different tiers and about how much you want. Yeah, there's different tiers. You so just go to the website and, and pick what you want. If you're interested in the Nextcloud portion of it, it's there. But otherwise, it's a, a subscription membership for access to Mumble, Nextcloud, uh, encrypted pastebin, some other stuff. But the upgrade that I did was I moved the server to uh, 4 gigs of RAM. The dedicated server, not the, the Helm. The Helm is different. That's personal server that nobody has access to yeah that's it then i made your site the yort.org yort yort.org i guess one last topic i wanted to talk about i found out on twitch they have the just talking where our uh, our famous firefighter resides but there's also another category called talk shows and podcasts where on top of doing a podcast, they're also streaming it live. Sort of like how No Agenda does it, but not not through, you know, Twitch or anything. They use their own network and create their own infrastructure for that. What are your thoughts on doing a video portion of your podcast? Because <laughs> it seems like we talk about so many sites, too, that it would be natural to, to see it if you want it to be visual. On top of the audio. I have no plans on doing that. Just too much work. <laughs> well, it's only to do the no edit rule. You just sort of play as you go. 
You know what I mean? You don't have to do... They do a lot of video cameras, which I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. If it was a screencast, I could, I could just do my screen. I'm not going to put pants on for a stream. <laughs> okay. Pantsless stream is the best way to go. Keeps the balls fresh. Yeah. And then... Yeah. Okay, I, I could do that. But I have to set up that... Uh, the streaming machine that's going to restream my insurgency server. It'll just be like a constant 24-7 live stream of the inside of a 32-player instant respawn insurgency server. It's just constant, constant ownage. That'd be uh, very cool. That'll be, that should all be on the same stream. And then I can schedule it. Your stream goes, then at the end of your stream, I'll hop on and start my stream. And mm -hmm. then if it's through Twitch, you can do a, a stream raid and dump everybody onto my stream. Yep. And then that's all the explicit content and cursing and <laughs> other yeah. bad stuff. So before all that, I guess on Thursdays, before your, your Switch stream, it would be a live screencast of this show. Mm-hmm. We could do that. Huh. I'll think about it. I have so much. Said the problem is I got too much like personal stuff open. <laughs> too many, too many projects to do. Literally, thousands of tabs. I have a serious problem. <laughs> oh no! Well, are you? Did you go back to Chrome? Or are, you, are you talking about tabs on Brave? Uh, Brave. Okay, so at least, at least you're you're not. I degoogled. I'm not using Google for that. I'm still degoogling other parts of Google. Oh, that reminds me. I do have news about the files that Google lost. Oh, yeah. But the show's going too long. Let's call it a night then. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that next week. Bringyourwallet.com slash contact for feedback and suggestions. Bringyourwallet.com slash member to talk Support to the us. show. Become talk, a member. Yeah. Talk to us okay. in the mumble. And uh, next slide. Support the show and share the show. And uh, what was your, your new website? You can go to yort, Y-O-R-T, dot org, or go to twitch.tv slash Troy N, which everyone will get the number of ends wrong. But, uh, it's yeah. three ends. Three ends. Three ends of November. Have a good night. See you next week.